0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Oh my goodness, there is more drama with the Dallas Cowboys because there always is. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app where you can watch the show. Christopher, Arthur, Canty, good morning. They
0: keep a lot of stuff going for a team that ain't sniffed the championship in three decades, don't they? <laughs> they oh my god, keep
1: it interesting. Big fella, I'm
0: a little heartbroken this morning. And? Why? It's because of our parlay. Our parlay didn't hit. For those of you out there that don't know, aren't familiar with Canty and Carlin, we always have a play of the night. And last night, we dived into the association. Yeah. We got involved with the Sacramento Kings against the Memphis Grizzlies, a game that a lot of people on the East Coast don't care about. But we made it interesting with being able to have a little three-leg parlay. Desmond Bain over 22.5 points, a bonus over 12.5 boards, and the Kings winning by two. Yeah. Desmond Bain couldn't give us another bucket? Maybe they could miss a couple S- more shots S- so Simonis
1: S- could grab some rebounds.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. They did <laughs> knock down 10 threes in the first quarter. <laughs> Woo!
1: Not too bad at all. Yeah. Not too bad at all. All right, but I digress. We will get to why Joe Burrow is getting entirely too much credit in short order, but you know there's only one place. Here we go! go, go, go.
0: Only one place to start.
1: And that is with these Dallas Cowboys and. There's a couple of little pieces of information that are pretty interesting. Number one, Jerry Jones. Well, it's been established that the most dangerous place in the world to be is between Jerry Jones and a microphone. Well, this morning, he has canceled his appearance, his weekly appearance, on his local radio station. So that certainly begs the question, is there something more going on, or are there questions that he just doesn't want to answer at this point? And then... There is the tweet heard around the Metroplex, which is the Cowboys putting out from their official Twitter account a story from their website that details the loss on Sunday. And the headline of the tweet is Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow, narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they don't generate self-inflicted wounds. Now, I don't think for a minute that Jerry Jones is writing headlines for his website. No. But, Canty, that has generated 15 million hits in the last day and a half. Certainly he's aware of it, and the tweet hasn't been taken down. And if I'm the quarterback of the Cowboys, as much as he owned what happened the other day... I do have to feel a certain way that my own team is making sure to point out that I was at fault.
0: Well, yeah, I'm sure Dak Prescott feels a way, the organization seemingly not having his back. To that, I would say we paid you a $160 million contract over four years with $75 million in year one of that deal. Carlin, I don't want to hear about your hurt feelings because somebody that writes for our online website decided to put out this article and the social media team attached the link to it. I don't. I could care less. We're, we're trying to get to a championship. We have championship aspirations. It's year three of Mike McCarthy. This we we had a playoff win. We were building momentum toward the ultimate goal. And to fall flat the way that they did against a quarterback that was the last pick in this year's draft, a rookie, Carlin, That's inexcusable. Yeah. You you pay a guy forty million dollars a year to be the difference in games like this. You do. And Dak Prescott was the difference in the wrong way. Because he gave the ball away twice. And, Colin, we documented it. It could have been two or three more interceptions that he threw in that game.
1: Listen. Jerry's not the only one, and the Cowboys' website's not the only one. Here's Micah Parsons after the game the other day in relation to
2: what went wrong. You take away from the things, I think we
1: held them to one touchdown. You tell me you holding, we come in this game and holding them to under 20 points, and if you take away the turnover points, you holding them to
2: under 15, you win the game. So I I really want to say that. I think everybody left it out there, but they made bigger plays.
1: Listen. He is saying, and pointing the finger directly at the offense, it's their fault. And he's saying it without saying it. Canty, he's not wrong that when the Cowboys' defense gives up 19 points to the 49ers, they should win the game. Because they absolutely should, even as good as the 49ers' defense is. Having said all of that, you lost me at Mike McCarthy. We know what Dak is at this point. All season long, he was inconsistent. Mm -hmm. And... He has not been able to get over the hump in big games unless it's against a bad team like the Forty Nine or like the Bucks last week. Yeah, I don't know how you can be Jerry Jones right now, and look at what's going on in your own division—the relationship between Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, the relationship between Brian Dable and Daniel Jones—or even look across the field on Sunday the relationship between Kyle Shanahan and, as you said, the last pick in the draft this season. Notice that all of those guys are completely outplaying your own quarterback that you're paying that $40 million to and not look at the head coach and say, what's missing here? Well, what's missing is that I need somebody to come in and fix my $40 million a year problem. And that means I have to change the head coach because that is something I can change and I can make it Sean Payton
0: who can fix that problem. Well, here's what I'll say to that, Carlin. The fact that that tweet from the Dallas Cowboys account is still out there, that just lets you know that there are people in that building, including Jerry Jones, that feel a way about Dak Prescott today. Well, Jerry never wanted to pay him. They're frustrated that Dak doesn't operate with the same level of urgency that they feel like is necessary in order to get this core of players in this window an opportunity to compete for a championship. Because that's what it's all about. The Cowboys window ain't going to stay open forever, Carly. Right. Listen, it's not. They, but those people are not wrong to feel the way they do. They're not wrong to feel the way they do. But what can they do about it next year? There's no, but, but hold on. That's my point. Yeah. There's nothing they can do about it next year. This is the Cowboys putting Dak Prescott on notice. Because while they're not going to eat $89 million in dead money this year, they got options in 2024. Yeah,
1: that's great. But, but, here's but my, We're but talking here's about my,
0: urgency. Well, well, here's my point, though. They're not going to move on from Mike McCarthy, right? They're not going to fire him. We can debate all day long whether or not they should. I don't think that this quarterback-head coach combo is going to win a championship, but it doesn't make sense for us to go back and forth on whether or not they should fire Mike McCarthy. The fact of the matter is they're not. So if they're going to stay with Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy— I think this is the organization letting the quarterback know, hey, the head coach has been under fire, and rightfully so, but we're putting you on notice, too. There's no guarantees that Dak is going to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys beyond 2023 because okay. the guaranteed money is up. But the fact that you have players in that locker room saying what you're saying, Michael Parsons, your best player, acknowledging the fact that they probably win that game without the turnovers, and then the Dallas Cowboys Twitter account leaving that tweet criticizing Dak Prescott and him being the reason why the team lost, I think that speaks volumes about where everybody in Dallas is on number four. All right, but Chris, if you don't do anything, anything at all, is anything changing with the quarterback? I don't think it
1: is. No, neither do I. I don't think it is. And that's a problem. And that's a problem that's very fixable right now. And that, to me, is where Jerry Jones is the one ultimately at fault. I get it. You didn't want to pay him. You had to pay him. Well, now you have to double down on it, brother, because you don't have a choice. The window is closing, and not just on the Cowboys' ability to win a championship. Let's just be frank. Jerry Jones is an older guy. He's buying green bananas.
0: He ain't buying green bananas. He's not. The
1: window's closing on Jerry Jones. Not to sound maudlin, but it's just fact. Yeah. So is it more important for Jerry to win or to win with him getting the credit? Because that's what it feels like right now. If you're looking at a Cowboy fan and you say, and, and, and they realize you have a chance to potentially fix the problem and you don't do it, and you're saying that we can stay the course with Mike McCarthy, you are telling them that mid is okay. That, that we're okay with what just happened despite the tears the other day. Because when something doesn't work and you get beaten by a team, that had a rookie quarterback who was a seventh-round pick and looked brilliant in the fourth quarter, and your own guy was six for 12, and frankly, not could have, should have thrown the four interceptions. What do you do? You traded away Amari Cooper. You need another playmaker. All right, go get another playmaker. All right, fix the problem in the running back room. I don't know what Tony Pollard's going to be now next year. Zeke's got to go. Jerry's the one that told me that as the Cowboys go, so uh, as, the, as Zeke goes, so the Cowboys go. Turns out Jerry was right because Zeke was terrible the other day.
0: Yeah, what gave it away? Ten carries for 26 yards? Is that it? Well, here's the thing, Carlin. Why are we so surprised that Jerry Jones operates this way when it comes to his head coaches? I'm not
1: surprised. I thought at some point, though... You have to look at something logically and understand that you are stuck in the mud. And that's what the Cowboys are. You can win your 12, your 13 games. That's fine. Right now, you are looking up at the Philadelphia Eagles for the next few years, unless you do something. And that something is an easy fix. And this is why, listen, we can sit there and and acknowledge that he's not going to do it. But when we're sitting here a year from now in the exact same situation and you're talking about moving on from deck and by the way, you won't have an easy answer at the quarterback position then whether it's drafting somebody or going and bringing somebody in. Joe Burrow's not walking through that
0: door, folks. Yeah. I mean, here's here's the thing. I'm with you. You have to do something. Stay in the course. is not going to yield you a different result. It's just not. But Jerry Jones has shown you that he's concerned, or not concerned, but more fixated on making sure that he gets credit for this team being a championship contender or a championship winner over his head coach, right? That's the only explanation as to why Jimmy Johnson ain't in the ring of honor for the Dallas Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson is in the damn Hall of Fame, but he ain't in the Cowboys ring of honor. Square that circle for me, big fella. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how it works out that way. It's because Jerry Jones wants to be the central figure to the success of of the Dallas Cowboys, on the field and off the field. He's got the Brandon part down. That's great. The football part, not so much. (laughs) Think about this, Carlin. After Jimmy Johnson, the coaches, Barry Switzer and Dave Campo and Wade Phillips and Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy. Think about this. Bill Parcells, proven winner. A couple of championships on his resume. He was the czar in Dallas. That lasted four years. Four years, three playoff appearances. Jerry got rid of him. Well, Bill walked away, but you understand why. Mm -hmm. Because Jerry didn't like ceding control of personnel to Parcells. And what has he done since? He's gotten head coaches that he can dictate the terms of their employment to. And that, therein lies the problem. We talked about the issues with Dak Prescott this season. How about Amari Cooper not being on the roster? How about that? We didn't know what Dak Prescott was before Amari Cooper got there. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Dak became a good quarterback. The offense was top tier. Amari cooper lets Dak Prescott leads the league in picks. Carlin, it ain't a coincidence. The Dallas Cowboys had a lack of explosive players on the edges of that offense. C.D. Lamb was the only guy. And C.D. Lamb was phenomenal. But once Tony Pollard went out of that game for San Francisco, they had nobody. Noah Brown had two catches, and Michael Gallup might as well been at home watching with me because he was a non-factor. I'll Jerry tell you Jones got in his own way. They traded Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick. Meanwhile, you got a running back in Ezekiel Elliott that's taking up $18 million on your salary yeah. cap. Without getting too far in the weeds, Jerry Jones is his own worst enemy when it comes to getting what he I'll wants. I'll tell you what,
1: Chris. I'll wait for that article criticizing Jerry Jones on the Cowboys' website. I- I'll wait to see that. Oh, it that. won't come. You won't see oh, that. I know I won't see you it. You won't see But that's see the that. point. You want to look at what the problems with your team are? Look in the freaking mirror. Look in the mirror. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Nature Valley wants to see you and your family out there. When we share our love for out there, we inspire others to protect it. And that's what getting out there is all about. Nature Valley, life happens out there. In just moments, we will get the impressions of Dan Graziano on this tweet from the Cowboys and what exactly it means when it's still up there on their website and on their Twitter page after 15 million impressions. Also on the way, if you listen very closely, it sounds like the Giants GM is going to be comfortable moving on from one of his key players. That is on the way in just moments. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Greenie, the
0: podcast.
3: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise canceling headphones? Meeting free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash today. That's Macy's.com slash It
2: starts with me. I've got to be better. Yeah, no excuses for that.
1: Prescott back deep out to the
2: left. It's intercepted at the 30 yard line. Dallas has turned it over twice today. That's unacceptable, guys. Put me in a position to, to go win the game, and uh, I wasn't able to do that.
3: You got to go 94 yards.
1: This game is over, and so is the Cowboys' season. Rough go. For sure, and another rough off season where you know
3: We get to suck on that all week.
1: Well, actually ah! all off season. That's Jerry. Katie and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN radio and on the ESPN app my friends, AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone Fix Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code, but also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is verified by data from over 5.5 million ASE certified technicians. With over 5,600 Locations nationwide. Autozone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. Auto zone. Dan Graziano joins us on set. ESPN NFL Insider. Look, I heard you this morning on KJN. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and try to say that Jerry Jones is sitting and editing the twi- the Twitter account and the uh, website for the Dallas Cowboys. But, Dan, there have now been 15 million impressions mm-hmm. on the story w- from the Cowboys website with the headline that clearly blames Dak Prescott from top mm-hmm. to bottom. At this point, Jerry knows about it. Mm-hmm. So does this now become, well, you know what? It made 15 million impressions, and we all kind of feel that way. So we're going to let that be.
4: I think the 15 million impressions is a good thing if you're Jerry, right? I mean, you're always, it's always, you're always selling the brand, right? Cowboys, and this is, look, it links to a story in which Dak Prescott takes responsibility for the loss and yep. says he has to be better. Like, it's not, it's not out of line to write that headline because it reflects what's in the story. Most teams' websites don't lean, you know, negative and critical if they can help it. Uh, the Cowboys operate theirs differently. They operate it as if it's, it's it's one of the other entities in town covering the team. That's what they choose to do. It's not what I would choose to do if I were running a, a team's official website. I'd make it a, a, a you know a, a megaphone to trumpet how great things are with the team. <laughs> but that's how they roll, and and I just don't. I, I guys, I I
0: just can't believe Jerry Jones is involved at that level. I just can't. So Dan, they're talking about enhancing the brand with that tweet. What about yeah. enhancing what's going on on the field? I I, I have a hard time. Selling to the Dallas Cowboys fan base that things will get better if you remain status quo at the head coaching quarterback position. So, what does this all mean in terms of this disappointing ending for the job security of Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy? Well, it sounds like McCarthy's going to be
4: fine. Jerry Jones has been outspoken on that the last couple of weeks. Now, when they huddle after the season and talk things, could things change? Yes, we've seen that with other teams. We haven't seen it with Dallas. Uh, so, my my. I'm willing to take him at his word at this point that he's not planning to make a change. Dak has two years left on his contract, and only one of those is guaranteed. So the Cowboys are arriving at this point now where, like, do we extend him? And do we talk about what that costs? And do we talk about what the alternatives are if we don't? That's the zone they're in right now with Dak Prescott. I'm not saying they're going to do anything this offseason, but they absolutely could and, uh, and certainly by next season, they're going to have to make a decision on how long they want them around.
1: Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces. Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Sean Payton, the second interviews are happening. Uh, the Broncos, the Texans, the Cardinals all waiting to find out what his decision is. So how do you see this playing out with Sean Payton? Will he coach this year or is he going to wait?
4: I think it's more likely that he coaches, that that he takes one of these jobs. Which one, I don't know. I, it sounds like Denver is very, very interested. And we all know the new owners, Walmart heirs, that have all the money in the world. They can They can pay him whatever he wants. Um the question is, you know, do, what do you need to trade to the Saints to get him? Is it worth it all that? Houston to me is is even more interesting because you get to pick your quarterback instead of, you know, you're stuck with Russell Wilson and what if what if he's done? What if you can't fix him? I'm sure Sean thinks he can, but you know, maybe having the second pick and the 12th pick in the draft, that maybe that's more appealing and also you know, Houston has more to offer in terms of draft pick compensation to the Saints, so you might be left in a little better situation. So I think those are the two spots I'm watching. I know Carolina has reached out as well in Arizona, but it sounds like Denver and Houston are the two where he'd be most likely to go. And, you know, to your point, Chris, yes, could he sit this out and do TV another year and, and see what the market looks like next year? History tells us there's only 5 openings this year that there will be more than 5 next year. Uh so maybe, but it does sound like, you know, there's some serious mutual interest between him and a couple of these teams.
0: Dan, the Patriots make a move and hire Bill O'Brien yeah. to be their offensive coordinator once again. Is this a last ditch effort to save Mac Jones or is this more of an indictment on the Matt Patricia experiment?
4: I think what this is is like an acknowledgment that it didn't go well, right, with Matt Patricia running the offense. I don't I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't get the sense that, that Belichick's going to fire Matt Patricia. I think he probably gets another role on the staff. But um, O'Brien is in line with, with what Belichick... He has a certain number of coaches walking the planet that he actually trusts. And that was one of the reasons that they went the way they did with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running the offense. Coaches that Bill Belichick has trained and believes in and trusts. And given time, you know, they maybe they could have grown into it. They're both good coaches. But the decision was made that it didn't go well. O'Brien is available. He's a guy that's done it before. He's a guy Belichick knows well, uh, it makes sense to bring him in strengthening the staff overall. And, you know, again, I, my, my understanding is it's more likely that Patricia and judge are reassigned on the staff than let go. Uh, because again, Belichick likes to keep the, the coaches he trusts close to him.
1: Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL reporter joining us, uh, is O'Brien potentially here, uh, The succession plan.
4: Yeah, that that I mean, that's going to be the obvious question and and maybe I mean, it it may well be, but I don't know Bill Belichick's mind on that and how long he wants to go. Right. I mean, certainly O'Brien is a qualified coach. He was a good coach in Houston. What got him in trouble was uh, some of the GMing he did in Houston, but he, he was a good coach. His teams were generally good and made the playoffs. Uh and uh and and that wouldn't be a bad way to think if you're the Patriots long term. I just don't know how close they are to having to make that decision. There's a lot of speculation about it every year. Belichick is 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 one of the older is he the oldest or second oldest coach in the league? So there's gonna continue yep. to be that speculation. But um yes, if it were to happen in the next couple of years and they're having success on offense and then then you could see Bill O'Brien being a legitimate candidate. Yes.
0: Talking to ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano on Greenie and Dan. Tom Brady got a little spicy with Jim Gray. Right. And his guy, sorry, his own- that's
1: that's noted a Warren Whitting journalist, not at all a sycophant, a sycophant Jim Gray. Yeah, I mean, also yes. made a cameo
0: in the movie Entourage. He did, too. yes, yeah, exactly. It's yes. Like,
4: well, what was was that Brady like, legitimately upset, or was this like the podcast version of like those dudes smashing their TVs when the Cowboys lost, <laughs> right? Like, like, performative anger, just a little stuff, uh, yeah. just to, right. Like, I, I don't know what that was because it's so weird to think that. He wouldn't have been prepared for that question on his own podcast. That he and Jim would not have talked before the show about what they were going to ask each other. Like it just
1: doesn't make any There's sense. Usually a script, I think. I mean, right? I'm kidding, kind of. Wow. <laughs> you would. Do you would great. think so. You would think so. You, you would have you. an idea of what's coming. Would you
4: guys talk to each other before the show about what you were going to talk about on air? Like sometimes. Yeah, too. I mean, like that's that's a thing yeah, you do when you're did. doing yeah. when you're doing broadcast, uh, you know, TV, radio, podcast, whatever. So. I, I don't – my guess is there's more to it than than, than meets the eye or meets the ear uh, in this case. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what Brady does. Obviously, I think he wants it to be on his own terms. And, you know, the other thing to think about is, you know, the Miami Dolphins have gotten in some trouble for some of the contact they had with Brady. Like maybe maybe he wants to make sure that there's none of that going on, that, no, that nobody can sniff out any kind of nefarious activity until such time as it is to actually make a decision.
1: Good stuff, Danny. We appreciate it. Last one, though. How are the Giants going to approach both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley here?
4: My understanding is they'd like to have them both back, but the numbers uh, uh, will, will determine this. If they can get a deal done with Daniel Jones before the franchise tag deadline, then I think that's ideal because they can franchise Saquon, and it's a much more affordable thing to franchise a running back than a quarterback. If they can't get the deal done with Jones, or, 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 or either one, then they have to make a decision, because and, and, you can only use the one franchise tag, so... Uh, My guess is, in that case, they would franchise Jones and then look to replace the running back—a more replaceable position. But I I think, I think what they'll do is work on trying to get Daniel Jones extended so they can use that tag on on Saquon.
1: Excellent stuff, Danny. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Dan Graziano. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm. My pleasure.
1: He's headed back to Kansas City. Yeah, get yourself some good barbecue in Kansas City. I've heard they've had it. They have it.
4: I've heard that too. (laughs) I was there last week. What'd you hit? Jack Stack. Okay. Yeah, it was good. All right. Good and week. then they had like burn ends in the press box during the game. Ooh, that's yeah, outstanding. They really stepped that's it up. That's first class. Yeah, they got
1: some press boxes stepping up yeah. their game. I I Look like the
4: postseason. Yeah. yeah, it was impressive. Excellent so we'll see what stuff. happens this week. Conference championship.
1: Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. Follow him on Twitter at Dan Graziano ESPN. It's Canty and Carlin in for Grainy on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. ZipRecruiter makes it easy to hire for even the most specific role, like a mascot in Missouri. In fact, four out of five employers find a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com/slash-greeny. ZipRecruiter—it's the smartest way to hire. To follow up on the the Giants' discussion, Mm -hmm. it is interesting to listen to Joe Shane yesterday speak about the futures of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, but specifically about Barkley. Take a listen to what he had to say. To the question, will he be back?
5: Again, this this is a special team. To me, it was my first year. We'd like to have all the guys back. I really would, but there's there's a business side to it, and you know there's rules that you need to operate under in terms of the salary cap. And you know Saquon's he's a good player. He's a great teammate. You know I love to get the I love getting to know him this season. And you know he's a guy we would like to have back. It's just again we haven't had you know our our end of season meetings yet. We're less than 48 hours after that game, so everybody's going to step back. You know take the emotion out of it, evaluate the roster. And then again, there's we got to operate under a salary cap. How are you going to divvy up? How, how we're going to create the roster. Um, what are the priority positions and how we're going to move forward? But you know, we, we would like to have Saquon back if if it works out.
1: Yeah, as I read into those comments, I think that there is a number that we will go to, and that number is it. While Saquon is not looking to reset the running back market, as he said the other day. He is looking for some big money. It may not be McCaffrey money, but it may not be all that far
0: off either. Yeah, he wants more than Nick Chubb is getting paid in Cleveland.
1: Well, you can't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean... Nick Chubb's better than Saquon The reports are that Saquon is hovering around that $14 million a year range, which would make him, I think, the third highest paid running back. Mm -hmm. Right right behind Saquon, I mean, right behind uh, Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott, maybe right in line with uh, what Alvin Kamara is getting. The Giants, when they initiated negotiations during the bye week with Saquon were rumored to be in that twelve to twelve and a half million dollars per year range on a three or four year deal. Now, I, I get it, Saquon wants to the financial security for him and his family, but if you're the Giants, you have to prioritize positions of importance when it comes to winning in today's NFL. And I'm sorry, running back ain't one of them, Carlin. No. What are the positions that are important? Quarterback, pass rusher, offensive line cornerback, wide receiver. Those are the top five. Did I mention running back? Yeah. No, I didn't mention. I mean, no. I didn't mention running back. So so you have to think about what signing Saquon Barkley does to your team, not only in 2023, but in 2024 and 2025, like Joe Shane alluded to. And here's the thing that's most telling about what Shane said in regards to Barkley. When you juxtapose his commentary versus what we heard him say about Daniel Jones – it's night and day. He said, I want Daniel Jones to be our quarterback. Brian Dable, I want Daniel Jones to be our quarterback. Here it is.
5: We'd like Daniel to be here. Again, he, he said it yesterday. There's, there's a business side to it, but um, we feel like Daniel played well this season. He's done everything that we asked him to do, and, you know, again, there, there's a business side to it. We, we haven't went down that road yet. Um, you know, we still got to have our meetings with our staff late in the week, and uh, we'll devise an off-season plan. But we, we haven't had those meetings yet, but uh, we would like to have Daniel Jones back.
0: That's now, the, okay, that's more definitive. That, yeah. You see how short that was? There wasn't a whole lot of explaining to do. No. All right? But that was definitive. We got to have a quarterback. Daniel Jones has shown us enough that we would like to see no see more. Now, here's what I would say. This ain't a long-term proposition. If we start getting to the four- or five-year territory, we ain't doing that with Daniel Jones. I saw enough on Saturday night to make me realize Daniel Jones is a feel-good story, how he's turned his career around. But I'm still not sold that he's the long-term answer. What I think Daniel Jones has earned is a non-exclusive franchise tag. Now, a lot of people are talking about you can't tag Daniel Jones, it's $45 million. To be clear, that is the exclusive franchise tag, which means no other team can negotiate with him that's $45 million. The non-exclusive franchise tag is $32.5 million. These are projections based on what we think the 2023 cap is going to be. What that means is a team can offer Daniel Jones an offer sheet if they sign him the Giants would receive two first-round draft picks from that team. You know a team that's out there giving up two first-round draft picks for Daniel Jones and a long-term contract? No. Probably not. So that guarantees me that I have Daniel Jones. Because if you're willing
1: to give that up, you're willing to give him a five-year deal. But what that,
0: (laughs) in effect, means is that you're going to lose Saquon Barkley in free agency. You know what I say to that, Carlin? So be it. Because you know what my priorities are? Making sure that Daniel Jones is my quarterback – either through a deal or the franchise tag and re-signing Andrew Thomas, All-Pro, and re-signing Dexter Lawrence, All-Pro. Those are my offseason season priorities. This ain't complicated if you're Joe Shane and Brian Dable. It's just not. No,
1: and for me, I, I get how he's played this season. It would be a best-case scenario for the Giants if Daniel Jones signed the non-exclusive franchise tag. That would be an ideal situation because I get to see him do it for another year and I get to see if he continues to progress. And if he doesn't, I got an easy out next year. Canty Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. On the way in just moments. You look at the teams that have made the playoffs but have been eliminated. Who has the best chances to contend next season for a championship? The answer to that will surprise you right after we tell you about this From our friends at FanDuel. Now the NFL playoffs are heating up. And the easiest way... To get into all the action is with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets, from the money line to point spreads to player props, so don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
0: 21 plus in select states first online real money wager only bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduelcom slash rg in colorado iowa maryland michigan new jersey ohio pennsylvania illinois virginia and west virginia 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in indiana 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming and kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in kansas 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Greeny, the podcast.
2: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast.
6: Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: The teams that were eliminated already from the playoffs, as you would expect, a lot of them will contend for next year. Few of them won't. We'll go through the list right now of the teams that will contend with the green list. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. The list is what determines who matters in this business. List. All right, let's get right to it. These are the teams that were eliminated from the playoffs and can contend next season. Number five. The the Los Angeles Chargers. I still almost say San Diego, but the, the bottom line is they should be number two or number three at worst, but their head coach... Keeps them down at number five. The quarterback, I expect to continue to progress. I expect them to be just as good of a team next year. It's just how many games is Brandon Staley going to cost them? I know they made the change at offensive coordinator. Not good enough in my mind. That is a head coach that needed to go to take that team to the next level. Number four. The Buffalo Bills. This is down at number four because I'm very concerned about all the turnovers. Here's an interesting nugget. The Bills this year turned the ball over 27 times in total. Chris, they only allowed 56 points off of those turnovers. That's an exceptionally low number. That's a very lucky low number because the Bills, as we know, do not have a world-beating defense. I say that was very fortunate. I say Josh Allen has to cut down on the turnovers, especially in the red zone where there were seven this year. Number three. The Dallas Cowboys, they have everything in place with the exception of the head coach and the quarterback and maybe a playmaker or two on offense. Their defense was more than good enough to win the game the other day. It's more than good enough to continue to contend. Their offensive line was very, very impressive the other day and especially taking Nick Bosa out of the discussion for the most part during that game. Dak Prescott needs to get better. But when you look around at the coach-quarterback relationship, when you look at Sirianni Hurts, when you look at Daybol and Jones, and when you look at Brock Purdy and and Kyle Shanahan, you're Jerry Jones, you have to realize you don't have that with Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. Number two. The Miami Dolphins. Why are the Miami Dolphins at number two? Because I'm going to operate under the assumption that Tom Brady is playing for the Miami Dolphins (laughs) next year. Listen, I, I truly... I don't want to watch Tom Brady anymore. Hmm. I, I I know that he can continue to get after it, and I know what kind of numbers he's capable of putting up. I can't deny that if you put Tom Brady in that situation with those weapons, it's going to be a show. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be well worth watching. And it immediately puts the Dolphins right knocking on the door of the Buffalo Bills in the AFC. No doubt. Number one. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I know they've got cap problems. But look at Trevor Lawrence. Look at, oh, look, the quarterback-coach relationship. Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence took a major step forward this year. Cam Robinson's going to be coming back. Calvin Ridley, this is added to that mix. You add all that together, you look at their defense. Hopefully you can uh, maneuver the cap to keep a lot of those pieces in place. They're getting better. The Jacksonville Jaguars will be next year's Philadelphia Eagles. Solid list
0: top to bottom. I would probably switch the Cowboys and the Bills. I would go with Bills at three, Cowboys at four, just because the Bills do have that baked-in excuse that Josh Allen wasn't healthy the second half of the season. He suffered that elbow injury against the New York Jets in week eight. He hasn't necessarily been right since. Well, but he also was making too many bad
1: decisions, and that wasn't because of being hurt. It was because he was trying to do too much, and that's not a good
0: enough reason for Josh Allen at this juncture in his career. Well, I hear where you're coming from, but I still trust Josh Allen more than I trust Dak Prescott because Josh Allen physically is a way more talented quarterback than Dak Prescott. And, oh, by the way, I trust their head coach in Sean McDermott more than I trust Mike McCarthy. Healthy, top to bottom. The more talented team, the Bills or the Cowboys? Depends on if the Bills can keep those unrestricted free agents. They got a lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball, including Tremaine Edwins and Jordan Poirier, that are free agents. Micah Hyde coming back healthy. They're all healthy and they're all back. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Remember, that was a top-five offense and a top-five defense coming into this season Mm -hmm. and the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. Listen, if Von Miller's back, I can't argue with it. No question. Especially if he's still playing at that level. But... The other part of it. I don't think
1: it's that far
0: off. The other part of it, the charges of it all. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. How can you have any confidence in the Chargers if Sean Payton ends up being the head coach of the Denver Broncos? You can't. I mean, at best, you have the third best head coach in the division. That will There's be no shot. That will be
1: the worst move that was not made this offseason. Yeah. I'm because with you on if you that. fire Staley, that is exactly. Where Sean Payton wanted to be. Yeah. And you're gonna rue the day that you didn't do that. Greenie, presented by Progressive Insurance for a job you'll love, visit progressive.com/slash careers.
0: Thanks for listening to Greenie the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN radio. Or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greenie on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast.